You take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. And some people still don't believe there's a deep state. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, I've got a lot of stories in front of me that I want to share. They may seem unrelated to each other, but they really do have, as I've told you before, a common thread that runs through all of them. It shows where we are as a nation, as a people, not just here in the United States, but also in Canada, the United Kingdom, Germany, Australia, basically the Western world. And I want to share these stories today to let you know the deep state is alive and well everywhere you have a supposed democracy. You're being bamfoozled. You're being fooled. You're being propagandized. And the best way to put it, and I thought about this last night as I was going to sleep thinking about this program today. We are now living in a free-range prison. Let me say that again. In many ways, we are living in a free-range prison, and the walls are beginning to close in. And those that can't see it are the ones that are going to be in a deep world of hurt as the days and months go by. They will be woefully unprepared. Now, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. I did yesterday, but I know some people only hear the program on the weekend. And I'm going to give you my take once again about the Durham report, about the Russian collusion and all that went down in 2015, 16, and even 17 and 18. And everything we had said on this program many others have said literally since 2017 that it was all a hoax it was all a lie it was all i call it treason to be quite blunt turns out we were right but what does it mean means nothing not today it doesn't it means absolutely nothing All you've got, the best way to look at it, it's like the powers that be threw some chum in the water to get all the fish to gather together to feast. And while the fish are gathering to feast, they're going to be either fished out of the sea or something else will happen while you're not paying attention. It's kind of like putting food out for the hyenas. They find it and they, they, they gorge on it. And they don't see the other dangers around them. And that's exactly what the deep state has done. They have allowed this. This didn't happen by, wow, the deep state's in trouble now. No, this is permitted. Don't think for one minute the deep state did not control Durham and his report. Who does Durham work for? Merrick Garland at the Justice Department. Could have he been shut down? Absolutely. And if they thought it was dangerous, it would have been shut down. But they knew, everybody knew all of this stuff anyway. It didn't matter. The truth had been coming out in bits and pieces 
for the last four or five years. Literally six years now. We've known so much of it was true. And so now they just finally say, yeah, well, everyone knows it's true. So let them have their field day. Let them feast on the bones and the chicken fat we throw out there for them to to gobble down. And so today and yesterday and the day before, ever since the story broke, my inbox in my email, and I get way too many, I'm going to have to turn off some of the things that send me emails, is just one crazy headline after the other. Clickbait. Just garbage clickbait. I'm sorry. A lot of these so-called conservative websites are garbage, a waste of your valuable time and brain cells. They're out there trying to sell you garbage and nonsense, and they have these really great headlines. The Durham Report, yeah, we can lock her up now, and all this nonsense, come on, nothing is going to come of this. Stop believing the clickbait. If you're going to those stories and reading them, and you're subscribing to them, and you're clicking on them, you're making these fools, well, you're making a fool of yourself, you're making these opportunists, that's what they are, money. They're selling clicks. They're selling people coming to the website. So there's the tantalizing headline. Durham has them in the crosshairs. And on and on it went all week. One nonsensical headline after the other, even through today. Things will come out. Justice will be served. No, it will not. The days of justice in the United States are over. It's going to take literally a revolution to ever get it back. Even even if in 2024, let's have the best case scenario there ever was here in the United States. Best case scenario. You get your guy in. Conservative. Swamp drainer. Whatever you want to call it. The deep state is still there. They still run the levers of government. They still have control over too much. We saw what happened back in 2016. The interrupter won. That's Trump. He was not the planned candidate to win. The Democrats, the cheaters, the liars, the thieves, the traitors, they thought they had it in the bag for Hillary. They thought they had it all figured out. And they didn't count on a couple of normally favorable, quote, swing states swinging in the way of Trump. They thought they had it locked up. But whether you like it or not, whether you agree or not, the Trump team was smart. They visited Pennsylvania, Ohio, Wisconsin, And places where people thought he could not win. And guess what? By small margins in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Ohio, he won. And Arizona and Georgia in 2016. And he became the president of the United States. And Hillary Clinton was fit to be tied in her hotel room, screaming and throwing things 
violent, vicious, angry. I was promised. They told me it was done. See, she did a lousy job of campaigning because she really believed it didn't matter in 2016. I don't have to do much of anything except make appearances where I want to. I'm going to win. I've been told by the deep state. I am going to be coronated the queen. And then by tiny margins, when Florida went the way of Trump, then it became a little bit more difficult. See, I think Hillary thought that they had Florida in the bag. They didn't. They absolutely did not. And Trump won. And then when Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan, it was over. And everybody knew it. And people that thought they knew were in absolute and total shock. That's what the deep state had planned for. And you don't mess with the deep state. The deep state operates the NSA. The deep state really has the CIA. And now the Justice Department. They've had it. Look. And if you didn't hear me say this yesterday, I'm going to say it again today. Attorney General Barr was one of those fakes, phonies, and frauds, a rhino. And, well, Bob, he he gave us Durham. Of course he did. And how many years did it take Durham to tell us what we knew two and three years ago? It's all a dog and pony show. Come on. Get with the program. You're being lied to on so many levels. 2019, December. Okay, who is the attorney general at that time? Who is the head of the FBI at that time? The attorney general is Barr, William Barr. And Christopher Wray is the head of the FBI. And what did the FBI have in their possession in 2019? The Hunter Biden laptop. So who sat on that laptop All the way through the election, Bill Barr, Christopher Wray, and the rest of the deep state traitors, fakes, phonies, and frauds, they play the game of loyal opposition, and they're well rewarded for their service. I don't trust them. There are senators that are Republicans in Washington, D.C., They are absolute backstabbers, liars, fakes, phonies, and frauds. Don't trust them. And their leader is Mitch McConnell. He might as well be a Democrat for what he does to this nation. He speaks a good game and does absolutely nothing. It's a dog and pony show designed to make you feel good when you watch Hannity at night and hear about all the good stuff. And all these years later, it's still the same song and dance. Nothing has really changed. And so the deep state, I'll leave it at this, gave the chumps some chum this week in the Durham report. And all the clickbait headlines will make a bunch of people some extra money this week. And when it's all said and done, short of a major, major change in voting habits, integrity, honesty, and even 
the verge of a revolution, nothing is going to change. And that's what you need to completely understand in this time in which we live. Have I made myself clear? I hope that I have. Now, I want to move on to some other stories. And this one is just a good example of what is going on in some of the... Well, let's let's go first. I shared this, a little bit of this audio uh, several days ago. And I want to share just a little bit of this again to understand the mentality in Washington, D.C. This religion of climate change, and that's what it is. It is a pagan religion of worshiping the earth in the name of climate change. And globalists hate Christians to the core. They despise them. They want real Christians censored, marginalized, shut up and put in a corner or dead, to be quite blunt. And so this core of reprobates wants us to focus on saving the planet because the planet's going to catch fire. It's going to just become uninhabitable if we don't do anything. We've been told over the past hundred years that man is destroying the planet. The oceans are rising. The polar bears are dying. Saw a picture the other day of the Statue of Liberty taken a few months ago and one taken over a hundred years ago. The waters in New York Harbor are still where they were. In fact, those great predictions of Al Gore and every other reprobate liar about climate have proven to be totally false phony, and fraudulent. Yet we've been creating policy based on lies. And, you know, and and here we are today, destroying the economy for some arbitrary date in 2050 that will be carbon neutral. We will destroy our nation, our people, our integrity, our industry, our ability to feed ourselves, all in the name of climate fraud. It's not climate change, it's climate fraud. And these frauds, these fakes, these phonies, these elites that keep pushing these damnable lies, then that's what they are. Let's be honest about it. They're mocking God and his living planet. Deputy Secretary David M. Turk, U.S. Department of Energy, a department that I think should be dismantled because it has been a total abysmal failure. Yeah, we have a strategic reserve, but presidents like Biden use it to prop up their, you know, the 2022 election. And now it's going to cost more to refill it. That's really a campaign contribution. And so you've got this guy, David M. Turk. He's an attorney, it figures. And during the Obama-Biden administration, yeah, That's a good, there's another traitor. And by the way, we now know, which we knew then, and we all speculated in 2017 that Obama and Biden knew all about the Russiagate fraud. And now we know not only did they know, but they were in on it. Will they ever be sent off to a tribunal to face charges of treason? Of course not, though they should. And so this this clown, I'm sorry, this buffoon, this, this 
legal attorney buffoon who thinks he knows everything about energy. He was coordinating the international technology and clean energy efforts at the Department of Energy. In other words, he collected a big paycheck and he was promoting phony science. And now that you have, now that you have Biden in, he's now the He's now the Deputy Secretary of the U.S. Department of Energy. And he's out there telling the world we have to spend all these trillions with a T dollars, euros, Canadian dollars, pesos, whatever. If we don't, the planet's going to just burn up. It's going to be uninhabitable. Carbon dioxide might rise a little bit which, by the way, it has over the centuries. We know that for a fact. Kind of an inconvenient truth that carbon dioxide levels are generally and have been over the history of this planet higher than they are today. And why? Because plant life needs carbon dioxide. And it exhales to us oxygen. It's a wonderful setup, a tribute to a living planet, but reprobates can't see the grace of God and God's creation. They only see their ideology and they only serve that ideology. And so we know the United States produces approximately 13% of all greenhouse emissions, whatever that is. And we need to be carbon zero by 2050 or we're going to die. Now, when he's asked questions, he doesn't answer. He tries to just lecture and move on and just, you know, obfuscate and and divert and, you know, just, just ramble on like a moron. He was before Senator Kennedy from Louisiana, who asked him a couple of simple questions. And David M. Turk, Deputy Secretary of the U.S. Department of Energy, never answered one of them. You're the Deputy Secretary of Energy. Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So, so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together and reducing all of those climate benefits. We're seeing. Let me ask again. Maybe I'm being. Right now. Maybe I'm not being clear. If we spent $50 trillion to become carbon neutral by 2050 in the United States of America, how, how much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, countries. is it going to reduce so world we're temperatures? So we're 13% of global emissions. You don't know, right do you? You don't know, do you? You can do the math. We need to you don't know, do you, Mr. Secretary? So we're 13% of if global If you know, why won't you we tell went, me? If we went to zero, that would be 13%. You don't know, do you? You just want us to spend $50 trillion, and you don't have the slightest idea whether it's going to reduce world temperatures. Now, let me take this one step further. The United States does, at the moment, represent 13% of all these so-called evil emissions, whatever they are. And he wants them to be zero. But here's the part that they never talk about. You've heard of the BRICS nations, B-R-I-C-S. 
That means Brazil, mm-hmm. Russia, India, <laughs> China. That's the BRICS nations. They are the up-and-coming industrial nations in this world. Do you think they really care about David M. Turk's desire to be carbon neutral? Do you think the Chinese are going to do anything to reduce their carbon footprint or their emissions? India said it's it's not going to do it. China won't. And the way Russia's been kicked around by the Democrats in this country, don't expect any cooperation from them. Besides, they make their money on natural gas and fossil fuels, even though the term fossil fuel is a fraud. There is no such thing. That was a theory in the 1700s that somehow has just worked its way into our daily lexicon of words. The earth keeps producing this stuff, and it keeps magically reappearing in dried-out wells. So it's not a fossil fuel, and it's not a peak energy and all the other nonsense we've been told for the past 70 years, especially the last 50 years. So the United States could go carbon neutral next month. And they could do it by shutting every power plant down, every factory down, every car, everything. And we just live in tents and die off quickly. Just, you know, no power, no water, no food. Just starve off and die. And what would the Chinese do? They'll just ramp up their production and they'll they'll put that 13% back, plus some that we, we stop doing. And so will India. So will Brazil. Don't think it's not going to happen. And so for these stupid, just brain dead individuals to come up with these stupid remarks that we can lead the planet. We can't lead the planet anymore, anytime, anywhere. The planet is pretty well turning its back on the United States and for good reason. The petrodollar is about to be dead. And when that happens, what influence the United States has will flush down a toilet. We're not going to have any credibility. Number one, our money money isn't worth anything. Not even the paper. It's fiat currency. What does your dollar bill say? The good faith and credit of the United States used to be gold and silver. Now it's the good faith and bad credit. Well, there's bad faith in this government to the rest of the world and our credit rating stinks we're in debt so there is no good faith there is no credit our dollar is worth nothing to the world you know all these sanctions the obama administration were going to lay out there they're going to destroy russia because of ukraine And the media just hops on the story and keeps regurgitating the same mistruths, half-truths, and missing information about what's really going on there and how we got into this position. And every time I do this, I'll get some pinhead writing me an email saying, oh, you're a Putin puppet. No, you're just a non-thinking moron if you don't listen. Listen. 
and figure it out for yourself and stop believing the Mitch McConnells and then the Sean Hannity's. They're a bunch of fakes, phonies, and frauds. Sean Hannity is a shill, a corporate shill. I figured that out years ago. The only people at Fox News that were halfway decent will are disappearing. Only the ones that talk about the permitted opposition topics will get their $30 million a year and live like kings, playing a game. They're playing a game against you and I. And sadly, most people can't see it. I got tired of Sean Hannity because he's so repetitive. He has these catchphrases he can't stop using over and over again. I guess they're the ones that the censors and his handlers permit. God forbid that he tread into some other areas that would be very damaging to the deep state, which would include both Republicans and Democrats alike. Those are forbidden topics. No, he's out there every night feeding chum to the chumps. And while we're busy fighting all the wrong things, this free-range prison in which we live gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Explain to me how a R-rated comedian becomes the leader of a nation, Ukraine. Explain to me how, how the war really is going over there. We only hear what we're told. I'm not there. You're not there. But some stuff does get out, and it makes you wonder, are we really being told the truth about any of this, including climate? COVID-19, a lot of stories I have on that. I'll probably have to wait till next week to get into how it was used and abused. And here's the part, knowingly, it wasn't a matter that we tried. We were so desperate to, to save the world. They knew at the time they did much of what they did. It was fake, phony, and fraudulent then. But once again, just like the, the Durham report, nothing's going to happen. It's time to move on. Time to move on. Just like in 2001 and any other time the deep state gets caught. Time to move on. Just forget about it. We'll move on. There's more important things to do. And then in the middle of all of this, like I say, these same reprobates that want you to worship the planet that are into their own Moloch worship, abortion. They are promoting some of the most perverted things under the planet. And they want the church to participate. And they want little children to participate. And then you have the corrupt media that can't tell the truth. Now, I, I still am, my, my, the jury's still out for me. I'm still inclined to believe that in some ways, Elon Musk is a bit of a Trojan horse at Twitter. 
And let me explain why I say that. It seems like almost magic. Back in 2008, these two little tiny ideas took off like a rocket. Facebook and Twitter. Every other thing like it had failed, never caught on. And I've wondered why. Google had been growing, but its growth became exponential suddenly in 2008. And I've got a working theory on this, and I think that if you listen to me and hear me out, you might agree. The globalist that control much of our intelligence apparatus in this country, the deep state as we call it, the the military-industrial complex, they saw a value in something like a Facebook and a Twitter. And so they put their strength and persuasion and power behind them because they knew that these private companies, including Google, could do something that the government is not supposed to do. Harvesting data. Lots of data. See, Google back, way back when, 20 years ago, started Gmail. And it's free. How many people do you know that have a Gmail account? I have one. I use it as my throwaway account. Somebody wants an email address to send me junk mail, that's where it goes. My Gmail account. I don't do anything important on it anymore. I just don't. Because I know that Google will read that mail, you know, using artificial intelligence, to learn about me, my habits, the things that I'm looking to buy, and maybe to find out if I'm some kind of white supremacist, you know, evil person. Who's a conservative? I mean, these are the things they want to find out. And they'll sell that information to the government. It's for sale to anybody that wants to buy it. Facebook, by the nature of what it is, is nothing but a harvest, a data harvesting scheme with ads. People put stuff on there they would never share with anybody else, and they do it willingly thinking they're doing it privately among just their friends. Now, everything about what you put on Facebook is accessible to government officials. Twitter became the place that they enticed everybody into conversation. And then they started to control the conversation. The problem is with Twitter, this is my opinion, Twitter went too far in controlling the conversation and it became obvious to too many people that it now was a propaganda outlet and it it was it was no better than msnbc and everybody knows that's a propaganda outlet it's a garbage outlet it's a mindless outlet it's a brainless outlet it's a for sale outlet you know people like joe scarborough that once were God-fearing conservatives and Reaganites and everything else. They sold their soul for big bucks to do the TV show Morning Joe. Everything the man believed in, he spit on and rejected. It's like the person that claims to have known Christ and then curses him and walks away. That's what Morning Joe is. He's a fake, phony, and a fraud. 
his real God was money and being a star. He divorces his wife and marries his co-host. So that's, that's what you get at, you know, the nothing but corruption NBC network. Elon Musk was on a program on, on uh, CNBC, probably the least offensive of the NBC products, but still pretty bad. And he was asked a question about Twitter and all this disinformation tweets and all this conspiracy theory stuff. The little pinhead is, is just having a difficult time dealing with Elon Musk. Because like I say, even though I think Elon Musk was permitted to buy and encouraged to buy Twitter because they had gone too far to the left to have any credibility in the marketplace of ideas. Had to be sold. And the people that ran it had to be pushed out. And so he's on the program with CNBC's David Faber in this one-on-one interview with the network. And I found it rather fun because he's asked this question. And I want you to listen to how this played out. You know, you do some tweets that seem to be, or at least give support to some who would call others conspiracy theories. Well, yes, but I mean, honestly, you know, some of these conspiracy theories uh, have turned out to be true. Which ones? Well, like the, the Hunter Biden laptop. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that 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 was a pretty big deal. There was Twitter and 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 others engaged in active suppression of information that was relevant to the public. Um, that's that's a that's a terrible thing that happened. That's election interference. And I agree with Ian Musk hundred percent. It was election interference, and not by accident, not some little mistake, not some misunderstanding. They knew it at the time they did it. I really believe that everybody in the, what is called the legal policy and trust division at Twitter under, you know, Vinjaya Gade, I really believe that they fully knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. They knew it. The word was out among the elites. It is real. So shut it down. Can't have this out there. This could turn the election. We have it figured out. We're close. We have the pandemic. We have the mail-in ballots. We've got all. But this could do us in. And so the New York Post, the oldest newspaper in the United States still running, founded by Alexander Hamilton, as many of you know, ran credible stories that were true. And they were kicked off Twitter had their accounts shut down. 51 traitors to the United States Constitution signed a letter. I'm not calling them intelligence officers. I'm calling them traitors to the Constitution and the American people knowingly signed a fake letter. You know full well, every one of them knew the laptop was real. They checked their sources. So a carefully crafted letter by Antony Blinken, current Secretary of State, weasel-worded like a lawyer would do, 
It has all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. Didn't say it was. Just has the earmarks. Weasel words from a weasel attorney. Another traitor to the United States Constitution that should be arrested and treated like one. They knew it was a lie. And when you think about it, the Biden campaign got mega millions of dollars in free advertising by suppression. It's election interference. It's election fraud. And I think between that and the stuffed ballot boxes, they put a reprobate in the White House whose sole job is to hollow out and destroy this nation from within. And for that, He'll get rewarded with money and his beach house. The deep state is alive and well. And those same liars that signed that letter are the ones, as I started the program today, where Chuck Schumer, the reprobate senator from New York, reminds you. You take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. Okay, I'm running a little bit long on this segment, so we're going to have to take a break right now. And when I come back, I've got several more stories you need to hear. And if you tie all of these seemingly disparaged stories together, there is a theme. And that theme is, you know, gutting out this nation from within, financially, morally, spiritually, destroying our children. It all is a part of what the deep state needs to get a one world government and control over every aspect of your life. The free range prison we're living in, the walls are becoming a little bit closer than many want to believe. Now, I'm feeling better. As many of you know, I had surgery this past Monday. And it's taken a little longer to kind of bounce back. I just felt more run down, but I'm feeling much better today. And so I just have to recognize I'm also not as young as I used to be. But God has given us so many opportunities. Church, that to me is a big deal. And God has just prospered it so far. And I'll tell you more about it in a few minutes. But this radio program, I want to keep it going. And I want to increase the outreach on shortwaves and shortwave. And I got some ideas. Would you consider supporting this ministry to keep us on radio? You can support us from the website, truth2ponder.com. Truth2ponder.com. Or make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, and the zip code in Chilhowie, 24319, that's 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Serpent, the Woman, and the Word. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift in a moment. All right, we're in the Garden of Eden. God gives his word to Adam and Eve. The first command, do not eat of that tree. 
The serpent asked, did God really say that? So what's he doing? He's attacking the word. That's what he does. He said he's putting doubt in the word. The woman goes on what she sees. She saw the fruit was good. So she went with her eyes over God's word and, and with, with the serpent. The woman says, God told us not to eat of the tree or to touch it. And that's strange because as far as we can see, God never said the second part. He said the first part. She added half of what she said was added. So he didn't say not touch it. But then the enemy says, you surely shall not die. So he's taking away from the word of God. He's doing a half truth. He, he takes away half of what God said. Notice one adds to the word, one takes away from the word. Same thing. And see, you know what happens? That ends up with death. It's a half truth, ends up with death. When you change the word of God, when you alter it, when you dilute it, you end up with death. And it's the old nature that bends the word of God, takes away from it or adds to it. Religion's been doing it for centuries, twisting it, bending it, confirming, diluting it. And when you dilute the word or you bend the word to fit your life, that's what you're doing. And it ends up taking you away from true life and to death. You might, you might feel good for a moment, but it's going to take you to death. You want to live a life of fullness, then believe God's word. Take it as it is. Take it at full strength as it is undiluted. Just believe it unbent, un, un, unmitigated over what you see or you feel. Believe it beyond what you desire or want. Believe it. Go with it. Flow with it. Follow it. And it'll always keep you in the ways of life and blessing and far away from the serpent. Want more? Ask for the old-fashioned bail on CD. Now, how'd you like to receive something awesome? It's been hidden for thousands of years. It's awesome. The Mystery of the Temple doors on CD. Yours free. Only place you can get it, and it's yours free. And Sapphire's guaranteed to bless your socks off and help you be strong in the Lord. Free gift subscription. How do you get these things free? Easy. Just write down Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you call it. That's it. Call 1-800-YESHUA-1 for your free gifts. You will be blessed, but call now. one 800 Y-E-S-H-U-A-1 I invite you to bring salvation back to God's ancient people, Israel, the Jewish people and to the lost of the nations through shortwave radio, the farthest way you'll ever spread the gospel. It's amazing. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1 or you can write me direct. Nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. You can visit us at hopeoftheworld.com. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, or HaOlam, the light of the world. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Got a few stories that I want to share in this segment. They may not even seem to be related, but they really are. And I think they're important to kind of understand the background noise going on. This past week here in the United States, it's all about the Durham Report for conservatives, and I think it's chum for the chumps. Deep State permitted it. It's nothing new. Everything they knew about it, they knew a lot of it got out, so it doesn't matter anyway. It's kind of like closing the barn door after the horse got out. And only the real news junkies are going to, you know, have a field day with it. They, they, they know the numbers. If you are critical like I am in terms of thinking, before Fox News went woke, and they've been going woke for a number of years, this network 
has gone through a metamorphosis, though they have had some what I call eh, corporate tendencies. I've seen it. I get it. I understand it because it is a business. So they have a lot of expenses to cover, especially those big seven and eight figure salaries. Let's be honest. It takes a lot of you got to sell a lot of pillows to raise $25 million. You know, come on. And Relaxium and everything else that they sell. I'm not trying to be so critical. It's just it's just a fact of the industry. Of a free economy. These people get paid these big bucks and you got to raise the big bucks. And so there is some compromise when money is involved. That's one reason I don't have sponsors on, on this program. I've thought about it. I get inquiries all the time, but I won't do it. Because then I'm going to be beholden to somebody that may have an agenda that's not mine or yours. Or a true agenda. And I don't want to ever be in a position where I avoid a story to keep income coming to this radio program. Doesn't work that way for me. But when you think about what happened in that in that little clip before we went to the break with Elon Musk. And the guy says, well, what conspiracy theory came true? Like, none of them came true. <laughs> the Hunter Biden laptop is just one of many. Another one is that face diapers stop COVID. They don't. The vaccines prevent you from getting or spreading. It didn't. The election wasn't stolen. I'm now more convinced than ever that it was. And I think little chinks are coming out, and they're trying to keep those covered up. So, hey, let's talk about the, um, yeah, Russian interference. We know it didn't happen. Besides, we got everybody hating Russia anyway because of Ukraine, so it doesn't matter. And in a country of 300 and some odd million people, let's say about 200 million adults, how many of these people actually watch cable news? total numbers what four million that's two in a hundred people 98 percent of the people don't care and so these networks like fox or newsmax oh yeah we're, we're we beat cnn yeah three hundred thousand people out of 300 million that's one in a thousand what is the real impact? People are on Netflix. They're on Disney. They don't care. They're the mushy middle. And that's the dangerous thing. And the church has become a mushy place as well. Uh, we don't want to get involved with this or that or the other. You know, we just want to get together and sing our hymns, if you're an old style church. Or we want to get together and I want to feel good about the music. I want to sway with the music. Just like a... Oh, a Phil Collins concert in the 1980s. And then that little pep talk to make me feel good about myself. That's what a lot of churches have become. Now, I'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. I do have a couple of stories that are very important. But one of the things that I'm noticing, and maybe some of you have noticed it too. Number one, government's tracking things that I don't think they should be tracking. And I don't think places like New York City have any business doing what they want to do. They want to begin tracking the carbon footprint of household food consumption. 
Okay, it's one thing to get information, but they want to do that to put caps on how much red meat can be served in public. Because they want to have a 33% reduction in carbon emissions. And they think by having everybody eat vegetables, they'll do it. New York City is tracking the carbon footprint of household food consumption. And by the way, Mayor Eric Adams, who by the way is a vegan, if you didn't know, has an office of food policy and climate and environmental justice. What a name. Food policy and climate and environmental justice has put out this new program because they have to get rid of greenhouse gas. You know, carbon dioxide that used to be higher. If we get it any lower than it is now, plant life's going to die. But they don't want to talk about that. They want us to live in smart cities, the 15-minute city. And they're going to get all these companies like American Express and Google. They're all going to be on board. Amazon, of course. Because then you don't travel. They just deliver what you need. And the billionaires become bigger billionaires. And so now they want to know what you're buying for food. Hey, it's none of your business, Mr. Adams. Go back and eat your veggies and leave the rest of us alone. It's none of your business. And no, it's not going to affect climate change. Never has, never will. I'm tired of the climate fraud. I'm tired of this Diana worship and the and the earth worshipers and the Moloch worshipers and the sexual deviants that run this world. Florida saw this story. Comes out of Hernando County, which is eh, near the ta- north of the Tampa area, kind of to the east, northeast of Tampa, Hernando County. And they are investigating a fifth grade teacher. Her name is Jenny Barbie. And she had showed her students the Disney movie Strange World. Now, Disney has gone woke, broke, insane, and corrupt, evil to the core. Dangerous to the core. The movie Strange World, designed for kids of all things. By the way, how old is a fifth grader? Hmm, 10, 11? I mean, most are just entering puberty. And so why do they want to show a movie like Strange World, which has a gay character talking about being in love with another boy? Why did this teacher feel the need to show that? Well, her attitude is they're talking about it anyway, so shouldn't we talk about it in class? Isn't that... And and so she was interviewed on CNN. And I want to play just a couple little cuts of what she had to say and what a parent had to say at a Hernando County school board meeting. And so this is what Barbie had to say on her interview with CNN about this entire situation. What DeSantis is doing, trying to get rid of all basically diversity elements out of schools completely. Like they're trying to strip individuality and diversity to fit one common agenda. And it's ruining everything. It's not what America stands for. So she blames DeSantis and the Florida legislature for passing bills that say, you know, kids under the third grade, you know, we shouldn't even be talking about anything sexual at all. And when you get between the third grade and, you know, getting into high school, then things should be age appropriate. Now, having been a parent and grandparent and now great grandparent myself, I don't think that discussing lesbianism, gay 
sexuality to 10 and 11 year olds is appropriate. I don't. But apparently, Miss Barbie thinks it is. And they're having the conversation, so she wants to steer that conversation because, see, she believes something. She believes that when those children come into her classroom, they're no longer your children. They're, her, they're hers. And she wants to do with, her, with those kids what she wants to do with. And, you know, pardon me for putting it this way, her attitude is be damned. You know, DeSantis, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I hate you for it. Why do these people think sexuality is so important to kids under the age of 13? Well, there's a woman by the name of Shannon Rodriguez, a school board member and a parent, and she explained about a week or so ago at a school board meeting why she believes it was wrong for Barbie Miss Barbie to play this. I guess she identifies as she and you know what I mean. And this is what Shannon Rodriguez had to say. It is not a teacher's job to impose their beliefs upon a child. Religious, sexual orientation, gender identity, any of the above. But allowing movies such as this assist teachers in opening a door. And please hear me. They assist teachers in opening a door for conversations that have no place in our classrooms. And Shannon Rodriguez, that school board member and parent, is 100% correct. It is not the teacher's job to impose beliefs on a child, religious, sexual orientation, gender identity, any of it. That's not the teacher's job. Whatever happened to teaching young children basic skills like reading, writing, mathematics, basic earth science, biology, understanding how nature works around us, and do it at an age-appropriate level like I experienced growing up. I never encountered anything dealing with sexual matters until I was probably more in the 7th and 8th grade. Not the 4th and 5th. This, to me, is demonically inspired evil. And this teacher is just so bent out of shape. You can't tell me we can't talk about gay kisses. You can't with fifth graders. These kids have got their electronic devices. These kids should have these electronic devices turned off during school hours. They shouldn't be playing with them. And these conversations may be among their peers, but they should be with their parents and not with a teacher with an agenda. But what is what does Barbie have to say? What does she think about these parents and their ideas? Listen carefully to her reaction to what Shannon Rodriguez had to say. Yeah, so that's what she's missing and what these parents are missing is they're not in the school system. That that just shows me that she's ignorant and has not come and volunteered at all because our, these conversations, these doors, they're open. These students have one-to-one devices. The amount of things that they're able to pull up that we have to shut down, they, they these conversations, these doors that she's talking about that's t- telling me I'm stripping her rights as a parent, those rights are gone when your child's in the public school system because there are students 
students talking about these things. It's where they get 90% of their socialization for the day. And we can't shut down every conversation every child has. No, Miss Barbie. We can shut those conversations down, at least the ones you're having with those children, because they're inappropriate. That is not your business. If you can't do that, do us a favor. Resign your job. Go work on a college campus of woke students needing safe spaces. But get out of our young children's classrooms. And something else you are dead wrong about. You're dead wrong about this. When you tell parents that their rights with your children are gone the second your child walks in the door of a public school, is enough where you should be fired. And if the Hernando School Board does not fire you, then the public in that county needs to fire that board and bring one in that will fire you. Because you are undeserving of teaching our students. I mentioned the other day, when it comes to sexual immorality and evil, it's creeping into the churches. I saw a story about a drag queen thing talking about, you ready for this? A drag queen Virgin Mary stating that maybe Jesus was just God in drag. This is the perversion entering our our so-called churches. The churches, so many of them are dead. They're rotting. They're corpses. And they're under judgment. Our public schools are being infiltrated by the most evil, vile, and filthy individuals under the sun. Among the extreme left, they believe that maybe pedophilia should be made legal and normalized. It started out back in the 70s when it came to homosexuality. Just, just tolerate us. Well, just accept us. Then embrace us and now worship us. That's what's happened in 50 years. And it's beginning even among the pedophilia. We need to start, well, no, that's just, a, that's just an adult-to-child attraction. It, it's normal. They're trying to normalize the most evil things in our society and within our culture. It's all part of a plan of internal and moral destruction. We'll be destroyed by worshiping the planet, by sexual deviancy, and the nation together, for the most part, will curse God and then suffers judgment. I didn't have time to get into so much I wanted to today, ran out of time. But I need your help in keeping this program going. I really do. If you believe in our mission and ministry here at Truth to Ponder, go to our website, truth2ponder.com. Truth2ponder.com. If you can support us financially, would you consider a gift? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, the mailing address, Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.